SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you very much uh, to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again tomorrow at 6 p.m. I'm going to be keeping you company for the next uh, half hour. Coming up on tonight's show, we are going to be chatting some cricket to the semi-finals of the Ramslam T20 coming up. We'll touch base with the Cobras and the Dolphins. They lock horns on Thursday. And we'll also head to Zambia to uh, hear from Brian Moffakeng, ahead of uh, the South African under-20 Kasafa Cup semi-final. They beat Egypt yesterday, playing Egypt again in the semi-finals. You'll find out all those details and why in a short while. But let's start off with uh, some stories making news headlines. The Blitbox will be without uh, their most experienced player for the remainder of the HSBC World 7 Series. That after Chris Dry was ruled out due to a knee injury. Dry, who played in his 63rd tournament last weekend, suffered major ligament damage in South Africa's quarterfinal victory over Fiji at the Cape Town Sevens on Sunday. Springbok Sevens team doctor Lee Gordon said Dry will be out for at least six months and will undergo surgery on Friday. It was also confirmed today that Sevue Soy Zwapi has uh, injured his knee and he will also be sidelined for six weeks. On to some football now. Mamelodi Sundowns captain Tlompo Kekani says it's, uh, Kekana rather says it's tough to play against Maritzburg United, the former African champions. Lockhorns with a Kuzulu-Natal-based team at Loftus Fashvalt Stadium in Pretoria tomorrow evening. The two teams played out to a goalless draw in Maritzburg in the first round last season and also drew 2-2 in the second round match in Pretoria. Kekana says they are well aware of the danger that Maritzburg United pose. We're much aware of, of the way they play. We are much aware of their danger men, especially their striking force, uh, Rosike and, and, and Felicia. So, obviously, we have to give them the respect. Uh, they won the match uh, with um, amazing goals. Uh, so, for us to, to, to prevent them from, 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 from playing well, we just have to make sure that we we close them, them, them down. Um, we close them not to play their normal game. Um, hopefully, we, we come up with the, with the goal that we need to win the match. The seven-time league champions are currently top of the log with 22 points from 11 matches, having won seven, drawn one, and lost three. The Brazilians sitting pretty with three matches in hand over second place to Orlando Pirates, who on 20 points. Kekana says it's too early to start talking about winning the league. To be honest, uh, do be unfair uh, of us if we start... Uh, thinking of winning the league now because we only played 11 games. So for us, we just have to take each game at a time and make sure that we we try to win every match we play. So uh, I would say we are at the right track at the moment uh, by, by winning three games in a row. But look, it's not going to be easy second round because um, teams will be playing different like like uh, where they play now. So for us, we shall have to, like I said, to prepare and uh, try to, to win our matches every time we play. On to some cricket news. Earlier today, the West Indies were dismissed for 203. They handed New Zealand victory by 240 runs at Seddon Park in Hamilton in the second test. And finally, in hockey news, Rhett Halkett and Celia Evans have been named best men's and women's players respectively at the SA Hockey Awards, while the Orange River Rafters have clinched the women's uh, Premier Hockey League title after beating St. Lucia Lakers 3-2 on penalties. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some football as we head to Zambia. SAFM Sports Wrap. 
You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And if you've been keeping an eye on things that are happening in Zambia, the under-20 Kasafa Cup taking place, and uh, the young South Africans uh, doing fantastically well, winning all three of their group games, finishing top of their group, going through to the semi-finals. Uh, we join now by our man on the ground, Brian Moffat-King. Brian, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Positive signs for, for South African football. These youngsters really seem to be uh, playing well. Oh, good evening, Brad. I mean, they've done exceptionally well in this tournament. There, South Africa is the only country to have won all their three matches in the group stages and conceding just one goal in the interim. So uh, they've done exceptionally well, given the fact that they were in a slightly stronger group with the Egyptians in there as well as Mozambique. But the whopping boys were always going to be Mauritius. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yesterday's result, uh, particularly against uh, a very good uh, Egyptian side, 2-1 the final margin of victory. I was looking at something, Brian, uh, Safa.net tweeted yesterday that uh, I, I think Egypt, they, they said, had 87% of the possession. Is that right? No, they looked solid. I mean, the possession was in South Africa's favor throughout the game. The Egyptians only started playing football once they got to, once South Africa scored their second goal and leading by two goals to one. That's when they started having these three ethics of falling around and performing, started trying to play football. Then they realized that it could be in jeopardy of being, uh, of uh, losing out and exiting the tournament. So that's the only time started really expiling pressure that was towards the last five minutes or so of the game with uh, saves on the line by the goalkeeper. I mean, even the goal that they scored in the first half of that match was a mistake from Sarah. It was a root, ball, root one ball play by the goalkeeper. And the defender tried to clear the ball, but he headed the ball directly into the path of a South African player. He struck him in the back and went back into field. That's when Egyptian pounced on a loose ball and found the back of the net. Uh, but having said that as well, I think, you know, they had a very good disciplined game, as you know, the Northerns to do. They, they kept South Africa tight. They closed everything down. They played. They kept everything very deep and went on a route one ball. And it would be very interesting to see how South Africa will be able to handle them, playing them in a space of two, uh, two days, twice, to see what sort of, uh, what sort of system they're going to apply for the second game this time around. Yeah, let, let's talk about that, Brian. It's weird. They, they Both the teams are in the same group, but the way the draw's been done, as you say, we, we're meeting them in the, the semi-finals. What, what's the story there? What I've done in Kosafa this year, they're supposed to have had 14 teams, you know, as they've had in the 2016 edition, where you'll find that the Group A's and Group D will have a total of uh, four teams each, and then Group C and B will have only three teams. So immediately after the group stages, the group winners of Group A and D will automatically go forward into the semis. And then you'll find a situation where you'll have a combined group where the two teams that actually, the two groups that have only three teams will pay one another. And then we'll find the group winners based on that as the combined group will be decided as the point to be tallied. Then you'll find that it will be easy because you'll find the winners of which group going through. Well, this year's one, because two countries pulled out, we end up having a total of 12, of 12 countries instead of 14 countries. So meaning that the winners of Group A will play the winners of Group C. That is decided. Then the winner of Group B, where South Africa was, will therefore take on the runners-up in Group B. And then now, the, the Group C was decided today. Egypt finished second yesterday behind South Africa. So Group C today saw Zimbabwe drawing their game against uh, Namibia, meaning Zimbabwe finished on five points, Namibia finished on, th- on four points. And the right, but right at the bottom was Angola on one point. Lesotho, on the other hand, also played their game. Both Zimbabwe and Lesotho needed to win their game, or Lesotho and Namibia needed to win their game for them to be able to advance as the winners and the runners-up, respectively. In essence, the fact that they're both having five points, they, do not, they cannot surpass 
the points that, Zimb- that Egypt already accumulated of six points. So therefore, Egypt become the second best runners-up in all the, across all the groups. Hence, they face South Africa for the second time. Going to be tough, as you say, in, in two days. Do we, do we change the game plan, having seen them now, or do we just try and tighten up with what we saw and, and hope that's good enough? You know, the good news for, for, from a South African point of view is the fact that South Africa considered a goal for the first time in this year's tournament. And it was the fight back that they showed yesterday where they went to the Egyptians and they eventually found the two goals which still victory for them overall. What, I, what I'd like to see them doing more in this next game is to try and see them impose themselves more like they did when they go down on the Egyptians and try to tidy things up at the back because physically as well as aerially, the Egyptians would be better than the South Africans, superior than the South Africans overall. And you also need to try and tidy up from those silly mistakes which you saw creeping in yesterday. A bit of complacency at the start of the game, then things change afterwards. So I think overall, Tabo Sinon knows what is at stake. He did mention that He's looking at playing either the Egyptians or Lesotho or Zimbabwe. So he's been watching all the matches. He was with us as well today to watch the match that was played today. So I expect it's going to be a tough game. But given the way South Africa has performed overall, they should be able to get through to the next stage. But I have a massive tactician sitting on a bench for the Egyptians. There's a man that won when, uh, when Shahata won the, the Africa Cup of Nations three in a row. He was sitting on a bench and sent to Shehata. So he's a massive experienced campaigner. He's at least 20 years Tabo Sinong senior. And the bench of Egypt as well, they brought a full squad. I mean, they have assistant, refinum, assistant coach number one and two, goalkeeper coach, the physio, the trainer. So it's a massive bench that they have for the Egyptians. But talking about Tabasanong, uh, Brian, he, he's been doing some amazing things with, with our youngsters. I mean, we, we've seen it at various age group levels the South African team performing fantastically well. We just seem to be struggling to, to translate that into, into senior national team. But, but he's obviously doing something right. He's, uh, uh, he's getting the best out of these youngsters. The good, the good thing that we have in this under-20 team that we have for this tournament is that, do you remember in 2015 South Africa qualified for the FIFA Under-17 World Cup? They were coached there by Muli Fintech, who's still a coach even now for the Under-17 side. So majority of the crop was therefore promoted from the Under-17 to Under-20s. So you have a lot of players who... Some missed the 2016 edition due to injuries in Kajana, who scored two goals already so far this year. This year. And a new signing for Renault Pound is talking about the Lyle Foster, who scored a brace in the first game as well. You have some retaining players, only four players retaining from last year's edition of the Kosafa the 20th Championship. So I think that's, that continuation that you're seeing coming up now, one just hope we're able to translate that into under 23s, and we see most of those players also playing at Bafana Bafana level. At under 20 level at the moment, Brad, you already have at least in a squad that we have at the moment, three of those players already have Bafana Bafana caps. So it just shows that there's something that is coming up going forward mm-hmm. as to how long it's going to take for these players to go into the Bafana fold. Uh, like I know the Zambians, majority of those players that won, both the AYC and the Kosafa, are now playing in the senior side. We need to see that fast track so we can see these young, pl- young players playing there. We'd rather probably get knocked out on a qualifiers or knocked out on a tournament, but know that you have those players to be there for the next four or five years than be knocked out of the players that are sitting on their 30s. I was going to ask you exactly that, Brian. Is this an opportunity for someone like Stuart Baxter to look at this tournament and look at these youngsters? Because there's no denying we have got some superb footballers in this country. But my feeling is that we almost think under 20, they're not old enough to play for Bafana Bafana, which I think is nonsense. If a player is good enough, if he's 15 years old or 16 years old, or if he's 25 years old, he should get a gap. And I believe some of these youngsters, more than the ones that have been given a chance, are good enough to play for the national team. 
I strongly believe. I, strong, I strongly agree with you on that one. And I believe the fact that before, when, when the team called into camp and they started their camp, Stuart Baxter was there. He handled the first training session before, before going overseas. I believe that because the Tabo Sinong sits on the same uh, Bafana Bafana uh, bench, so hopefully that will translate because that's what Shakes was building already before he left. So the fact that Stuart Baxter was there to give the players that have been nom- selected or the players that were on camp his blessing. So it means the future is looking bright because some of these players got their first caps under Stuart Baxter when he played at the Kosafa uh, Senior Tournament that has played in South Africa recently. So we all just want to see that being fast-tracked with more players being promoted, with the team that played at under-23 level at the Olympics being promoted as well to win as final of fold. Then I think then we can see progress coming up. So eventually we'll find ourselves having just like other countries, a Bafana Bafana A side and a Bafana Bafana B side. So that for the slightly unfavored tournaments, you have the B side playing. And for those that you want to have the best team, also making sure that you want more experienced campaigners can play in the A team. So that whenever anything happens with the A team, you can be able just to move those players who will fit in because they understand the philosophy. Absolutely. Let's hope uh, things do happen because something's got to give, Brian Moffat King. Uh, we can't keep uh, doing the same things over and over and expecting different results. Please pass on our best to the team. Uh, we're going to be following it closely here from South Africa and let's hope it's another positive result uh, over Egypt uh, in those semifinals. And who knows, we could pick up our seventh Kasafa uh, Under-20 title uh, for the young South Africans. Brian Moffat King, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you very much, Brad. All of the best. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and we are heading into the business end of the Ram Slam at T20 for 2017. Only three matches left, the two semis and the final. It'll all conclude this Saturday, the venue to be confirmed. But before that, the matter of two semifinals to get through. The first one takes place at Supersport Park in Centurion tomorrow. The Titans taking on the Warriors. And then on Thursday, the Dolphins at home against the Cape Cobras. Uh, that in the second semifinal. And we joined now by a man who's uh, an integral part of the Dolphins setup, Tokosizi Shezi. Tokosizi, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Thanks for, for your time tonight. Me? Uh, I'm quite excited uh, about the game on Thursday and uh, I can't wait for it to happen. I think the first question I need to ask, what is the weather forecast uh, for KZN on Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> I think we checked the weather today, although the court said we mustn't check the weather, we mustn't worry about the weather. We checked the weather. It looks like there might be rain, and for the first time it rained that we don't mind, because if it does rain, we might go to, to the final, because we qualified as number two, so... We didn't get bothered this time. Yeah, I mean, talk, talk about the qualification. It must have been a, a frustrating, particularly the first half. You picked up a couple of good wins towards the, the back end of the, the group stages. But that first half, I mean, it's it's one thing uh, sort of losing, but when it's out of your control and, and weather intervenes, it must have been super frustrating. It it was very frustrating, although it's, it's nice just to have maybe one game off because it's raining and you get two points, but to get five... I think it must have been a Devon record or something, because besides the game that we played now against the Titans, we hadn't played one game at home. It was very frustrating, and it's worse if you're going to lose and be out of the tournament and you really feel like five games, maybe you could have won two or three and qualified. So it was very uh, frustrating. Let's talk about that game against the Titans. Uh, that must have filled you with a lot of confidence uh, as a team heading into the semi-final. The Titans have been in, in good, they've been the form team this season, and to, to beat them as uh, convincingly as you did, you must, have, you must be pretty chuffed with it. 
Oh, we were very chuffed. And just to play at home first and, fi- and finish a game, that's what we were looking to do. And just to be clinical, we knew that we had to win the game to qualify with the bonus point to put to get a home semi-final. But today, the way we read that it was very nice. Everyone performed well. And the coach told us before the game that if we're going to win this tournament, it's not going to be based on two or three players. It's going to be a team a performance. And we showed it on the day, and we just hope we made it case on Thursday and then again on Saturday. Mm. Talk to me about the Cobras. They come into the semi-final of two tightly contested wins, and often in T20 cricket, it's the team who handles the pressure the best. Do you think... With them having two tight wins to, to get them into the position they're in now, they, they come in feeling good or, or will they, they not be as confident as, as the Dolphins coming off that big win against the Titans? Well, having some tight wins does help because uh, some guys can get confidence and they feel like they can handle the situation better the, the next time. And us winning convincingly also sends a good message across that if you do slip up and you give us a sniff, we can finish you off. Uh, in terms of pressure and how's gonna, how's everyone's gonna handle it, I think that they've got pro tier players. We also have pro tier players and we've got a month of experience. So it's gonna be a tight game. That I can assure you. And if, I'm sure that they feel in pressure because you have to and you, we, we also feel pressure. It is a big game. It is natural to feel pressure, but it's the person who wins the, the most, best is the person that's gonna probably win the game. Tell me, tell me about what it's like playing this tournament with those proteas. It's been a while that we've had the, the national team players uh, playing in, in these sort of right throughout the competition. I mean, they pop in and out, but uh, it must have been it must have been a, a great experience having having that experience in in the squad for the entire campaign. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good for the tournament one, uh, for the fans, and for this country in cricket because having your internationals playing those those are, those are the best team players you have in the country and having them all playing and no one just sitting off is is very good. And for us having Andila back, Iman Tahir back, um, Kishaf back, it's good. You know, although it's people that are there with Andila, so although I see him every day, but playing with them and I used to coach him, so just getting that some sort of international experience from Kishaf and um, and uh, Iman Tahir, it goes well because those guys are for the big moments when the big moment comes you want your big players to step up and they've been stepping up for us so it's very good yeah absolutely and uh, that's exactly what uh, what happened in in that uh, final group game tell me a little bit about your form personally uh, and how how things have have been panning out for you this season are you comfortable with your game at the moment yeah I'm very comfortable I've always enjoyed white ball cricket so I've had some success in the white ball games I did have them a stiff back when we started off the season, so that affected me a little bit. But besides that, I've come back very well, and uh, I'm enjoying the form that I'm having, and I'm hoping that it carries on to the semis and then to the final. I was going to say stiff back. Uh, it must be age catching up. Uh, 30 now. Uh, the youngsters, you you, <laughs> you played at a junior level for, for South Africa as well. The, the squad being announced yesterday for the Under-19 World Cup. You know what those youngsters are in for. It's a, it's a great experience. Yes, um, first starting off with my age, I think it was <laughs> my knees to 45 and my back at 40, you know. But uh, I saw a little bit of that um, K- 
capping happening yesterday. And when you're 19, that's the best thing that you can have, um, playing for your country at under 19. I remember for me, it was exciting. We went to Sri Lanka to a World Cup. And it was the best thing that can happen to me at that time. And it certainly does open many doors for you as a cricketer. You know, So I'm very happy for, for them and I hope that they do well. Yeah, absolutely. I think all South African cricket fans do as well. Let's talk about uh, potential opposition. Uh, if you do make it through to the final on the weekend, have you got a preference? Who would you rather play? Uh, to be honest, uh, funny enough, I, I was speaking to Jim and Khan, who's my assistant coach, today about that. But if we play the Warriors and we beat them, it will be very good because I think we haven't beaten them in 10 years in white ball cricket. And um, if we play the Titans and win, then people can't say that they they were the best team in the cup, you know. So if we beat them in the final, people are going to say we were the best team. So for me personally, I would rather play the Titans. They've got A.B. De Villiers and De Cox and all the SA players who are stars. So to beat them in Pretoria, it will be fantastic. So I'll rather beat the Titans if I'm going to stay. If it's a Warriors and you beat them, we, uh, we haven't beaten them in 10 years. in white ball cricket and it's a cup, it's a cup. You know, last time I played in the final, I won it. So I'm hoping this time we win it again if we get there. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Track. Best of luck for, for Thursday. Fingers crossed uh, we get 40 overs in. Uh, the last thing we want is uh, weather intervening. But as you say, the Dolphins in a, a good position that if it does intervene, uh, you, you are going to advance. But uh, yeah, for, for the sake of cricket, let's hope we get a, a full match and let's hope it's a great spectacle. Yes, I'm also hoping for no rain. I think Devon fans deserve a good game, you know. Uh, I'm hoping that we play well in front of them. We haven't played a playoff game there in a long time. So I'm hoping that we play. And thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, staying with cricket now here on SAFM, and uh, let's speak to the opposition for the Dolphins on Thursday. Uh, we head to the Cape Cobras camp now where Vernon Philander joins us now. Vernon, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Crunch time in the Ramslam T20 uh, into the playoffs. This is what you, as a professional player, and as, as the team work hard for, are these moments. Yeah, absolutely. I think you, you know, you always play hard, you know, to get into semi-finals and, and playoff stages of you know any tournament. So, yeah, it's a big match coming up on Thursday, and uh, yeah, the boys prepared well this morning, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Hopefully, Devon Rain can stay away this time round. Yeah, absolutely. I asked him Tokasizi if he's seen the weather forecast. He says it's not looking good. But, uh, yeah, let's keep fingers crossed that we do get 40 overs of cricket in on Thursday. As far as uh, the, the Cobras sort of passed through the finals, the last two games, tight affairs, uh, it, it must fill you with a bit of confidence going into a, a playoff game, having won two games like that. Uh, the last one against the Titans off the penultimate ball. Uh, it's it's in these sort of games where, where the, the players and the teams that can stand up to the pressure, those are the ones that tend to succeed. Yeah, look, I think, you know, we had a bit of a dismal start to the tournament. Um, but, yeah, since we've gained, you know, you know proper momentum throughout the tournament. And, uh, look, yeah, it's like we said, you know, it's coming towards the business end of it. And, uh, you know, this is you know this is the time where you really want to stand up and obviously make it count. And, uh, yeah, look, I think, you know, the boys are in a good space. Um, you know, we've had a good run-up now. So, yeah, looking forward to, to Thursday night, like I said. And, you know, the boys are ready for it. And uh, hopefully we can get two more wins and, you know, lift the trophy at the end of the day. I know the guys who aren't in the Proteus setup have thoroughly enjoyed having the, the Proteus in, in the tournament this year and, and, and playing their skills with them and against them. As someone who is involved with the Proteus, what's it, what's it like being sort of involved in a, in a domestic series from start to finish again? 
Yeah, I think you know it's always good, you know, to come back and, and you know and really you know share your skills, you know, with some of the younger guys, you know, within the squad as well. And uh, look, I mean, you're not only just you know you're always in the COVID squad. I think all around the country, I think you know I've had so many guys coming up to me, you know, wanting to learn again, which is good to see, and uh, you know also good for us to really pass on our knowledge, you know, because we've had opportunity, you know, to obviously play you know provincial cricket and. And, and, and obviously, you know, play there for, you know, a very long time as well. So I think, you know, it's always good, you know, to, to come down to this level and, and really share our skills and, and, and our knowledge of the game at the end of the day. There's obviously hunger for the game with the, the youngsters coming through. Your thoughts on the, the level and standards of, of domestic cricket in South Africa at the moment? Yeah, I think it's very good. Um, you know, during that, we've obviously, you know, had some... The transformation, you know, you know, that took place a couple of years ago. So I think yeah, the level of cricket, you know, so it's, it's pretty good, you know, I'd say. And uh, you know, having the, you know, the prettier guys around, uh, you know, it just makes it, you know, even better. And I think, you know, for the guys to, to really take note of it and really, you know, to learn as quickly as possible and you know to apply it into their games, you know, it's just you know phenomenal to be a part of it. Speaking of of Proteas, obviously big series coming up with India uh, in uh, a few weeks' time. That that four day day night test against Zim on Boxing Day as well. You personally have been struggling with a bit of injuries. How, how how are you feeling ahead of those those series? You feeling confident and comfortable that you're going to be in the mix? Yeah, I think the body's holding up pretty nicely. Um, I had a bit of a mishap a couple of days ago with my my little dog, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think you know, it's, yeah, it's all, it's, yeah, it's all over. Um, you know, the body's in good shape. And I'm feeling really good, and uh, yeah, obviously feeling confident heading into the first one, uh, in, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, and then yeah, hopefully the body will keep up, you know, for India and Australia to follow. Yeah, absolutely, a big year uh, coming up for for the Proteas indeed, and yeah, like you say, it doesn't get much bigger than those two series. Looking at potential opposition, uh, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. There's still the, the semi-final to come, but if you do overcome the Dolphins uh, on on Thursday, the final taking place on Saturday, preference between the the Titans and the Warriors does it does it matter? Uh, it doesn't really matter to us. Um, you know, if you play in a final, I think you know the, you know you know that's what we prepared to, you know to do, obviously to play in the final. Um, so yeah, irrespective of who it is. No, we're going to have to bring our A game, and I think you know the focus is more on us and you know preparing the way that we want to head into first of all Thursday night, and then yeah, we look obviously you know yeah we'll plan you know Saturday after Thursday night. Hopefully, like I said, the rain can stay away, and you know, we can get a, a proper game of you know forty overs of cricket in. As far as the Cobras uh, as a as a franchise go, they've they've been some upheavals over the last couple of seasons, but things seem to have settled quite nicely, and uh, the, the players and 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 management and and the like get, getting on with things. Uh, the Cobras in a good space at the moment, Vernon. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know as well as came in obviously you know, at the back end of last season, um, and yeah, he settled the you know the ship quite nicely. Um, I mean, it's that you know good uh, core of management. You know, that's running the, you know, this, obviously, you know, the setup at, at, at Newlands. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, with a couple of senior players, he's, he's managed to, you know, to get the, you know, subsidiary in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, look, I think, you know, results will follow, you know, obviously, as a, yeah, as a result of that. Um, but, yeah, I think all in all, I think, you know, Ash has, you know, finally got the ship in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can win a few more trophies to come. Absolutely. Well, Vernon, it's great to see you back out in the middle and doing what you do uh, best. Uh, it's great to have you playing again. And long may it continue. Let's uh, hope it's uh, a long and, and, and healthy and uh, fit season and uh, many more to come. Good luck for Thursday. Thanks for chatting to us tonight. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me and all the best. And uh, have a good Christmas and New Year. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> have fun. SAFM Sports Wrap.
On to some football quickly before we do head on out. Just a week after 48 out of 52 SAFA regions voted unanimously to bring forward the South African Football Association elections from September to March next year, the organization's president, Danny Jordan, has given an indication that he's standing again. The SAFA elections would now be held on the 24th of March next year. Jordan, who was elected to head SAFA in 2013, says the organization still has a lot to accomplish going to their vision 2022. Carlos Queiroz qualified us in 2002, but it didn't take us to Korea, Japan. Uh, and so they said, if you change, you have an elections, you change the NEC. The NEC changed the coach. And therefore, if you qualify, we must have the election after the World Cup in Russia. Now, when we failed to qualify in the Congress, they came back to say, no, you have not qualified. So what is the point of you staying on? Rather have the elections now, because the election was due in September of this year. We've given you six months until March. Rather, let's have the election in March and the remaining six months. Let's give it to the new executive, whoever they may be, so that they can add it to their term uh, to the 2022 World Cup. That, that was... Uh, and it was quite a debate and eventually that prevailed I think 48 or 52 regions voted for the, the resolution. So they also understand that there must be an evaluation and at the end of the evaluation there must be reward and punishment. Jordan is also a CAF executive committee member and says he's yet to receive any nomination to stand but SABC Sport understands that he's going for re-election and could come back with three brand new vice presidents. Let me not say answer a question that was not asked <laughs> no one asked me to stand <laughs> so not even one Richard. so not even one no the nomination no the nomination when did they open nominations were open <coughs> in the middle of january next year mid january yes. yeah mid january the nominations were open mid february the nominations were closed and then we'll know what the candidates and if I'm a candidate, then you can ask me these questions. And that's about it for SAFM Sports Round this evening. Interesting times in South African football. We'll watch that story closely. Coming up tonight, some live football action uh, in England. Three matches look forward to. Burnley welcome Stoke. Watford travel to Crystal Palace and Huddersfield, uh, Huddersfield rather, face Chelsea at home. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can reach out via social media. Just search for SAFM Radio or you can pop us an email, sport at safm.co.za. You can reach out to me personally as well, at Big Brad Brown is where you'll find me across the various platforms. Thank you very much to my team in Johannesburg this evening, Zalma and Loyolo. Much appreciated. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop with uh, Naledi Malewo. Uh, but right now, though, it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.